So today we're going to dive into what does it look like going forward for us as teachers and coaches into this next school year, which is going to be a, a new experience uh, for all of us. But as we, we go forward, there's some things we're going to need to remember, and we'll talk about those in the podcast. And after a word from our sponsor, we'll get into that material. Thank you for listening to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. All right, so this episode is going to talk about how do we go forward as football coaches, as teachers? How do we uh, get back to some sense of normalcy, even though we don't know what normal is going to look like going forward? Uh, So, for example, uh, here in West Virginia, yesterday we got the announcement that uh, school will not start until September 8th. So that has thrown us for a loop a little bit. And then we're expecting announcements about athletics uh, tomorrow. And that made me think about, okay, so how do we as teachers and coaches prepare to go forward when there is so much unknown? And what I start to think about is we have to have a philosophy, a plan, uh, something we believe in our core as far as our philosophy as being a teacher as being a coach and I can, I can speak as somebody who's done this for going on 11 years that uh, that philosophy has changed and it's something that will continue to change. But uh, I want to talk about that a little bit and talk about what is our role as teachers and coaches as this goes forward. So my philosophy coming out of college was I didn't have one. (laughs) So, uh, you know, when you come out of college and you're fresh and you're new, you're soaking up all these different things. And you're coming up with different ideas about how to be a, a teacher and a coach and you know, what does that look like? And I think it's really important that when we come out of college and we get ready to go into this great profession uh, of being an educator and of being a, a coach that... Uh, we are under good people, right, that give us good instruction. And I was very fortunate to have people who paved the way for me uh, to be a teacher and a coach. And they they really poured into my life and helped me to become uh, the teacher and the coach that I am today. And I'll be eternally grateful uh, to those people. So, you know, the first thing I think about is, you know, make sure you have a good philosophy and that comes from the people around you, right? And then uh, we build on that on that philosophy. So as I've talked about in previous podcasts, I have taught and coached at a bunch of different places and I've taken what I've liked from different places and made it my own. And then I've, I've gone and (laughs) looked at things that people did that I didn't like. And I said to myself, I will not do that. Uh, And it, it's not that those are what the people were doing was bad. It's just, it didn't fit my personality or my worldview. And, you know, as a coach and as a teacher, there's a bunch of different ways uh, to find success. Uh, So you have to find what fits for you in your life uh, as you go forward in your career, because that foundation will be with you as long as you're in the, in the field of, of education. And for me as a teacher, um, I got out of, out of college, I thought, oh, I'll have all this knowledge. The students will just want to listen to me, right? Because I have all this knowledge. And that's not really true, right? So the, the first thing I realized is you have to build 
relationships with students so they will listen to you. And how do you do that? And there's there's people that have whole programs about how to do that, uh, and they're really really good. You can find them online. Uh, you can I know you, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are educators. You could probably find you could, your notes maybe from some you took <clears throat> from like a conference that your your school system puts you through about how to build relationships with students. And what I find is you have to be relevant, right, to the students. You have to have knowledge that uh, they find to be important. And then you also have to have, um, you know, some sort of, of, of common, I guess, common likes or dislikes, right? So you have to find something that the student is interested in, something that they like. And then, you know, maybe there's something they, they dislike and you can talk to them about, well, why do you dislike that? Or we both dislike, you know, for example, I'm a coach. So we both don't like uh, some college football team, right? Uh, how I relate to, to my players. It's something that just gets you to open up conversation. And then it's also important uh, that we that we find ways to make what we are are saying uh, engaging, right? That we find a way to make it engaging so students will want to listen uh, to us. So when I reflect on those and and I look at the times that that we're in, I think about well, with all that's changing around us, you got to go back to your core, right? You got to be relevant. Right, you got to find out what the students, you know, what their likes or dislikes, and you got to be engaging with them, right? To find out, um, you know, how do we how do we move forward as efficient as possible? Because at some point, we're going to go back to school, we're going to start playing football, and we need to be able to move our students forward in their lives. And you can find all sorts of opinions out there on social media. I know on Twitter, I'm very much for getting back to school. Uh, in my mind, I think about school teachers as being essential personnel, that we should be at school helping our students move their lives forward because the world will not stop. I know people think, oh, the world's going to stop because of COVID. That's, that's nonsense. The world will go forward. There will be college classes that people will attend next year. There will be jobs people need to do. We can't just stop and do nothing. And I feel like virtual education in the state of West Virginia is almost like doing nothing. Um, we have a hard time getting broadband broadband internet access here. Um, you know, our students in our county have iPads, uh, but when we did virtual education uh, in March, April, and May, it was not well attended. And our students in West Virginia have a lot of needs that need to be met. Um, you can look up all the stats you want about West Virginia. We're dead last in about everything. Economy, well, we're first in drug use, but we're dead last in economy. We're first in drug use or, you know, are we last? In, whatever it is, we're, that's a bad thing, right? That we we have a lot, we have big issues with drugs, especially opioids. You know, we're last in, in health, right? We have a big obesity problem in West Virginia. And so we need school, we need sports. We need our kids to be active, uh, heart disease kills far more people, far more people than than COVID ever will. So we have to get our students back to being active, being engaged, because the world is going to move forward. And we can sit in our bunker and hole up and say we're going to do virtual education. That is not an effective way forward. So I think the conversation should be, and this is a little rabbit trail, right? But the conversation should be, how do we get our students to be back to school? They need to be back in school. Teachers are essential employees. If you have pre-existing conditions, 
you know, maybe you can teach your class, just your class virtually mask up social distance. If you want to come to work or if you have some kind of medical condition, but we need to get our students back and going to work. And then I think about my football players. Um, we have a couple of players I think could play college football, right? And I feel like they need more film, right? To be able to be recruited at the level that I think they can play. And on the other side of that coin, if we don't, if colleges don't play football, they're going to start cutting sports. Shoot, colleges have started to close. Maybe full foot, maybe whole football programs close. And football in college, right, is a way to help kids get their education paid for so they can go to school. So if we stop having that, we will do far more damage to our young people if we just stop having college football seasons and then maybe college is closed or sports are cut. Like I read yesterday, Stanford uh, Stanford got rid of 11 sports because of their projected budget shortfall. So don't be tricked into thinking this is some utopia. People are just going to give colleges money. That's not how this works. We're in America. This is a capitalistic society. So the government is not going to just give you, continually give you money to prop up schools that don't have income coming in. So we have to, in some way, shape, fashion, or form, get back to having school, having sports, helping kids take the next step in their lives. Because like I said just a couple of minutes ago, the world will not stop. It will continue to move forward. So we have to help our students to continue to move forward and stay competitive. So next part of the conversation as a coach right let's say you know your maybe your season starts on time maybe your season starts late maybe maybe we don't have a season here in west virginia we're going to find out more friday there's some states that say hey we're going to start on time some states may not have football some states may have football so then let's take that to some practical things for coaches right as far as like scheme x's and o's so how do we mold our scheme and our program to be able to jumpstart maybe within like a couple of weeks. <laughs> so maybe the state association says, hey, you know, you can start practice on September 1st and you're playing games by like September 20th or something like that. What, what's my calendar? What's the date? So if we start on September, September 1st, uh, maybe we can play games on like the 18th or something like that. I don't know. So how, if it's that short of a turnaround, how can we make sure that our athletes are prepared to play in a game? Uh, which is something I, I know I've been thinking about a lot, and the coaches I talk to, they've been constantly thinking about this. So how do we get our teams ready if we can play? Uh, a couple of things come to mind. Number one, conditioning is going to be the most important thing we do. Make sure our kids are in shape. Make sure uh, we don't have heat stroke that they are right th or heat exhaustion right there they're trained they we have plenty of water our practices have plenty of breaks and then you have to have your scheme right simple enough to where you can learn it quickly and then get good at executing the fundamentals of that scheme because every play is great but but it's the execution of the play that will make it go so those are two things at the top of my mind about if we have a season and we're and we, and we the the powers that be 
tell us we're going to have a season and then we have to get ready in just a couple of weeks. We have to make sure it's simple. Our kids are in shape. Uh, we, we are as careful as we can be as far as getting them into football playing shape because football is a violent sport. It, it is what it is. It's not going to change. Football is always going to be a violent sport. I once had a coach tell me that, you know, kissing is a contact sport. Football is a collision sport. It's a violent sport. So we have to get our guys ready to play uh, maybe in just a very, very short notice. And then I think about what if our season's canceled and we don't have a season. So how do we then help our players continue to move forward in life? And what does that look like? Are we allowed to have workouts? Are we allowed to, you know, what do we do? What are we allowed to do? And there's a lot of things that are unknown. But I know this, that we have to continue to stay engaged in our students' lives as as we go as we go forward into this unknown period because there's a lot of stuff we just don't know and you know as coaches we want to know we want to know tell us <laughs> right what we can do how we can do it when we can do it and we'll go do it uh, coaches are, i think are the are some of the best people to adapting to their situations so i think our our cry to our state associations our government is let us know what we can do and when we can do it. And we are going to, we are going to help our players be the best they can possibly be in maybe a short amount of time. So uh, as we wrap this up, just want a couple things. Where do you find me? Right. You find me on Twitter. I'm at, uh, at mind of a FB coach. And I am actively looking for some new interviews uh, here uh, over the next couple of weeks especially as they've pushed the start date of school back. So I would love to have some people on the podcast that can add some some wisdom. And really, it could be about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about education, you want to talk about COVID, you want to talk about whatever. We can talk about it. I'd love to have a conversation. Uh, but thank you all uh, for listening and uh, have a great, great day. <laughs>